0: Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online
1: at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hey, welcome to The Last Days Podcast. This is Pastor Todd Holmes, and my wonderful wife, Katie, is here with us.
0: Hi, it's great to be with you today.
1: We're so glad that you're listening to the podcast. And uh, you can listen while you're in your home, while you're driving down the road. Actually, your ears will always work no matter what you're doing. Maybe you're running down the street. Hopefully, you're not running from somebody. But um, as you are listening to the podcast, we hope that you not only have your ears on, but turn your heart on also because God's going to be speaking some things to you today. And um, we just want to kind of—I guess—we're just kind of pick up where we left off on the last podcasts, and uh, we're just going to continue on. Like I, like I said, we we just we're just flowing with the Holy Ghost here. We really we've got oh, even the last podcast we didn't even we never even got to line number one of our notes, um, and that went for like forty-five minutes. So um, it's well, praise God, we're just going to do something today hallelujah but we're going to talk about somebody in the old testament yes and covenant yes and how that applies to our lives here in the last days and some things that you need to know because we're in covenant with god he's with us and and we're we're so excited to be sharing things that that the holy spirit's bringing out here
0: right right because it's so you know powerful who really you are aligned with and so, um,
1: aligned or allied—that's
0: true. Both, right? Both. Right. So we're actually going to read from Second Samuel chapter nine. Um, we're going to read here about Mephibosheth.
1: Say and that five times.
0: Yes. Wow, that's a long word, actually. So here we go. Second Samuel chapter nine. And this is the New Living Translation, starting here in verse 1. One day David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Mm -hmm. I'm going to remember here that David and Jonathan had cut covenant. And when you cut covenant, that means that everything that you have belongs to the other person. And the two of you, and it is a lifelong thing. And so it extends not only for their life, but of course to all of their family members and everything. So verse 2, he summoned a man named Ziba who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba? The king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show kindness to them. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. In Lodabar, Ziba Told him at the home of Mekar, son of Emil. So David sent for him and brought him from Machar's home. Verse 6 His name is Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table man, talk about restoration. I mean, this was, I mean, talk about Mephibosheth's life radically changing. Again, remember, because of covenant. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, who is is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Mm -hmm. Didn't have a lot of Self-respect there. Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table ziba replied yes my lord the king i am your servant and i will do all that you have commanded and from that time on mephibosheth ate regularly at david's table like one of the king's own sons Mm -hmm. mephibosheth had a young son named micah from then on all the members of ziba's household were mephibosheth's servants verse 13 and mephibosheth who was crippled in both feet lived in jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table Come on. Wow, what a story of of covenant. Of course, this points to our relationship with Jesus. And of course, what we have, I'm sure we'll be talking about about some of that, but I mean such restoration here. And here you have Meshibba, Mephibosheth, sorry. <laughs> that, you know, it, it tells us in um in the scripture that the nurse had dropped, dropped him. Yeah. And so from an from a baby, he, he was crippled. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, he didn't, he didn't live a great life and he's out here hiding out really in the desert. If you think about because, Fearing for his life, yeah. he
1: thought he was going to be destroyed with the rest of the family.
0: Right. I mean, so, and you can imagine how, you know, fearful and crazy that must've been when he's called in by the King, because remember how Saul, I mean, he hunted David to kill him, to take his life, time and yeah. time again, and of course, you know um, Jonathan, who he cut covenant with. I mean, Jonathan and David were were very, you know, close friends, and of course, you know, Jonathan was was killed in battle as well. And so, there's so much history and so much, um, you know, water under the bridge, so to speak, in this in this whole family and everything. And yet, how David? I mean, talk about. Of course, we know David. The Bible talks about how he was a a man, you know, after God's heart, how he had the heart of God. Um, And, of course, David never did anything in a small way. And David Mm -hmm. was an amazing, super generous man. And, of course, how suddenly, isn't it interesting, suddenly how he just has, you know, wow, I wonder if there's anyone left in Saul's family,
1: just wanted to do something good. Yes, he just had it in his heart. I want to. I want to bless somebody because a king can do that, right? Just out of the goodness of his heart, I just want to show somebody mercy. And right. then you remember the covenant. Yes, that he had. Oh, maybe I can do it not just because I want to, but maybe this is something I've already committed to. Let me see what I can do to live up to my my promise. Right. Very important.
0: Right. And then, of course, just even the process of trying to find someone that knows somebody, you know. And he def—I mean, it would have been, like, such huge restoration for him to even just bring Mephibosheth in and say, hey, you can, you can live here in, around the palace or, you know, one in the outlying houses or, you know, something like that and come and eat at my my table. But to give him everything that belonged to Saul— I mean, that's
1: a, that's a lot, man. all of the land that had belonged to a king, right? Uh, that's yeah, nothing everything.
0: small. I mean, massive, Yeah, massive.
1: And then he had to have the servants to take care of it also. Right. And we were talking about that also. Things have to be worked, right. but he didn't have to work it. Right. Automatically, just because he showed up, just because he showed up, he had all of that restoration. He had servants given to him that were not working for him before. True. He had nobody, right? And so he just had his son Micah. Right. And so suddenly, just because he shows up, understand and is told that he has a covenant, mm-hmm. he got blessed. Right. For the rest of his life.
0: Right. And so and of course he wasn't aware of it, instead he is like fearing for his life. He's thinking the worst. It is exactly like people think when they're not saved or they don't know who God is or or the nature of God or anything, they really just think like they're scared of God, like he's just waiting to like knock them in the head. I'm a dead dog. Right, right? And so not knowing they're on, they, they don't even understand what covenant has actually been made available for them if they will come into the presence of the king.
1: Amen. You're not, and you're not just... You're not just a part of the Abrahamic covenant. Right, Jesus had a new, a better living covenant with you. Everything. He's the elder brother. You've got everything. You are in covenant with him. And so everything that you can think of, God wants to do for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to overwhelm you right. with his goodness. Right. He's looking for opportunities to bless you. If right. you'll just listen, and you'll you'll do what he says. I mean, Mephibosheth could have turned down the covenant deal. That's so he could true. have walked away. Well, he couldn't have walked away, but he could have. <laughs> <Been> <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's away. bad. But he could have left. Okay, and and could have said no. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't trust you. Right, because of all of the, like you said, all the water under the bridge. I won't mm-hmm. partake of any of that. And he could have missed everything that was actually his by covenant. Right. And and then just lived his life normally as a as a, a crippled man in life. But instead, he took advantage of what was offered to him Yes, and lived a blessed life right. and lived above the rest. Right. Wow. So amazing.
0: Right. And then what and then also what he then had to pass down as an inheritance. To Micah. Like it changed everything, not only his life, generations. but of course future generations. And many times because of religion, we actually are not even aware of the covenant that belongs to us when we become born again. And we don't realize that God has full restoration of Unlimited blessing for us, unlimited increase. The way that not only our life will be blessed, but all future generations, and that people don't realize what is even goes along with covenant. And even as we um, talked about in the last podcast, that everywhere, every time that God cut covenant and with with people, they were given land, mm-hmm. and so we are to be really increasing. And abounding in every area of our life, every facet of life should represent increase. Mm-hmm. That's that's what God does. Because when you're we're in covenant with a heavenly father, that means everything that he has actually belongs to us. It also means that the liabilities that we have. The shortcomings, the weaknesses, those all belong to him. So he, of course, you know, he's unlimited. He takes that, and he, and and instead of us being limited or have a shortcomings, he actually comes alongside and makes up the difference.
1: Absolutely. Do you know in the story, the amazing thing is, is that the covenant that Jonathan and David had ended up blessing Mephibosheth in a massive way and Mephibosheth's son and generations to come. But when the covenant was entered into between Jonathan and David, actually it seemed that David had the better deal there Mm -hmm. because David needed some inside information to stay alive. Right. Because Jonathan would inform him what his father's plans were to destroy him. Right, And so it looked like maybe a fairly one-sided relationship mm-hmm. and 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 like you know David's getting all the benefit out of this and Jonathan didn't realize when he formed covenant with God's chosen that it would end up being a blessing for his future generations yes. probably never ever dawned on him that my son's greatest blessing will come after I'm gone because I covenanted with this man that my father wants to kill. Right. And, so um, true. Because it was a righteous covenant. And when we make righteous covenants, God, these, th- these things, they extend for generations. Yes. For a thousand generations, yes. the blessing of the Lord yes. continues on. And so we don't even realize when we do things, when we ally ourselves in the ways and in the plans of God, how God will the blessing doesn't stop with that. It's just getting started with, with us. Right. Those of you that are listening, the blessing is just getting started with you. It'll pass down to your children and your children's children and your great-grandchildren and great-great-grands, and it'll continue on because the blessing's greater than the curse.
0: Yes, always.
1: Amen. And so you may listen to me, you may have had parents that you say, I can't follow their example. Maybe you weren't raised great. Maybe you had didn't come from, you know, this wonderful pedigree and everything like that. But I want to tell you the curse stops with you. Right. You have determined it stops. The curse doesn't continue on to your children and to your children's children. You put an end to it because you say, no, I'm changing covenant. I'm covenanting now with God. Yes. And so now the blessing upon me is going to be transferred on to my family to my yes. children and everything like that so very powerful Mephibosheth wasn't around when Jonathan and David made their pact right but he he benefited a hundred percent from it right otherwise he would have been a dead dog right he should have been a dead dog
0: right right that's so true and I, I can't imagine the people that were around Mephibosheth and even when, as he gets called into the king, because of course, because he's crippled and because of the help he required, it you know it wasn't just him just going in to the, you know, and this is a journey to get to the king. I mean, yeah. he's out in the desert. Very you know? Warning him, and so yeah, They'll I'm never sure. See you again. I'm sure. I mean, who knows how they've even talked about you know David, David. through the years oh, to yeah. him and everything. Scum. And so the change, the mindset change that had to take place in order for him to be able to receive the blessing. And today we notice, and, you know, in ways I'll just speak for myself here, I've realized I've had to make such a mindset shift and of course line it up with the word of God in order to be able to receive the blessing of God. Yeah. Because if you think in limited ways, then you will receive in limited ways.
1: You'll act in limited
0: ways. Right. And God desires to bless you. He desires to increase you greater than you even desire for yourself, because that's our heavenly father. And not only does he desire that, he has a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we limit actually what God desires to do for us and through us, because again, it's not just about us. God Loves us and he does, he would do everything for just us. But of course, the most awesome thing is because the Bible tells us it's, it's actually more blessed to be able to give than receive. But of course, you can't give if you don't receive. So it is us receiving, and re- it's recognizing, it's receiving, it's making a decision like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get everything that God has for me. Exactly. I continually pray that I set my heart and my mind to receive, Father, everything that you have for me. Because of course, you know, I, I I love that, but what I love even more is when it can flow through me and be a blessing to other people. And so when you actually limit God from His truths and His word when you limit him from from actually blessing you and and you know flowing through you and you limit you know the time that you spend with him or you limit the presence of God you limit you know he he might speak tell you or you feel to to speak to someone to you know to share you know the love of God with someone to you know, bless them maybe with some finances, all different ways that the Lord desires to be able to do that. If you limit that, then it's kind of stops right there. But actually the greatest blessing is when you will allow God to just flow through you. Amen to be a blessing to somebody else. And then because, again, we're in covenant with our Heavenly Father. And so the blessing shouldn't stop with us. That's not what covenant does. The blessing continues generation after generation after generation. No matter
1: who you are.
0: Right. But each generation has to make that choice.
1: Yeah. To let... the they have to make a decision
0: continue to walk in it and the awesome thing is is that the blessing actually increases there God is never a god of decrease he's always a god of increase he's a god of supernatural multiplication not just adding to us but actually multiplying it's like that exponential multiplication is just very is just super amazing God's um, not limited in not any
1: limited way at all we limit ourselves. And we may think, well, this is, I'm only deserving of this, or these are my limitations. But God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you th- ask, above all that you think, according to his power that is at work in you. So he's able to, to lift you up, to raise you up, to put you in the place that you belong, not where man has put you, or not where man. Where man has placed you in the natural, or man has placed you with his, with their words, because sometimes people will put you down with their words, and you you grow up with the stigma of what people have said you are, or what I mean, like like myself, I you know I I have one leg that's um, a great deal shorter than another, born that way, but I've learned that that, that that doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define what I can or cannot do. But it's just because I had, I had ones around me that began to reinforce who God is inside of me instead of ones who, and I didn't take, give ear to, you know, things that, you know, people would say to make, make fun of me when I, was, uh, when I was younger and everything like that and let that, you know, determine who I was or what I, what I could do or what I couldn't do. I just right. decided, you know, I'm always going to overcome. No matter what it is, I will overcome in every situation, in every circumstance. I'll rise to the top. And people have to understand what God speaks about them in his word. That's yes. who you are because he's your creator. He yes. is your maker. Hallelujah. And and he's the one who, uh, because it's funny in this story here, um, Mephibosheth was in the home of maker. Hallelujah. He was in the home of his maker. And uh and and we have to understand we're in we're in the, the home of the one who made us. And yes. if we will if we will respond to what God is saying, we could be so blessed in everything that we do. Right. And uh and and raise and be raised up to new levels in the things of God and uh and achieve great things so that we have something to pass along to uh uh, our our children, our grandchildren. Right. Mephibosheth didn't see that.
0: Right. A lot of times, people think you know they'll they'll like, well, you just don't understand my circumstances because this has happened to me and and I didn't have this or we didn't have this or you know I lived in a terrible place or whatever. You know, each one of us have had hindrances. They l- might look a little bit different because obviously we're different, but every single person that has been successful at anything, has had things that they've had to overcome.
1: 100%. But
0: it all starts with really what they think about those things in their mind. Mm -hmm. So it's not that circumstances take us out. They don't. But what we think about the circumstances does take us out. That's what matters. So if we think that, 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 oh, no, this is impossible, I can't do this or whatever, then yes, to you it is impossible, and yes, you cannot do it. But actually, if you go, you know what, even if I view this as like in the natural, this is impossible, but I serve the God of the impossible. Therefore, for me, this is possible. Therefore, I speak to this mountain and this mountain goes. This mountain is no longer an issue for me because God is on my side. You know, it's amazing with, and you have such an incredible testimony with your leg. Of course, he was born without a left hip socket. It is totally impossible in the natural for him to walk whatsoever. And yet he walks, he runs. I mean, he's done so many things. You know, I, well, shortly after we were married, I taught him how to downhill ski. I was raised in Montana. So that was a big part of my life. In
1: other words, she tried to kill me.
0: (laughs) No, I did not. And actually he did pretty good, you know? So he's, he's done, you know, so many, so many things. I mean, he's really endeavored to not you know, let anything stop him. He just says, okay, Lord, how do I adjust in this circumstance? but um, and of course um, so many times you know when he when he has told his testimony there has been different types of doctors that have come up to him said can I please take an x-ray with you I don't think you understand what you're talking about because they do not believe they recognize it's totally impossible without some for someone born without a hip socket to walk and it is in the natural so again just recently when we were ministering somewhere um, I had a had a chiropractor that said that he would like to take x-rays and so you know I mean okay all right you know go for it so but what was really awesome then is that the chiropractor was able to actually stand and testify that this is a total miracle that he can walk. People can't understand that, you know, but that's what God does. So your, your impossible circumstance in your life may not be that you're born without a a left hip socket. It could be something totally different. The point is you serve the God of the impossible. It doesn't even matter. See, we, we tend to magnify that it's an impossibility or, or other people Will, will point out to us, oh, this is an impossibility. Just like the doctor told you when you were, how old were you, about 13 or so, when he said, yeah. by the time you're 18, you're going to be in a wheelchair. Well, yeah. first of all, who tells a kid that? Crippling
1: arthritis, you'll never walk again.
0: Right. But you had to determine, I, I, don't, I, I don't, don't receive that. that report. Mm-hmm. I am not, that is not going to be me. That's not my portion in life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so sometimes. And, and even and, when the
1: enemy came later in life to remind me of the words of the doctor. Yes. In an audible voice that, you know, you've gone, either the enemy came and said, you've gone twice past what the doctor said you would. And from this day on, you'll never walk again.
0: And so therefore you had to stand against that. And that was, that was a time when you not only had to, you know, in your mind um, and with your voice come against those words, but you actually physically had to really walk that out. Elegance, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, it was crazy very, debilitating very pain yeah. that he was in and really was even having a hard time functioning at all, mm-hmm. you know, for about a month there or so. Just, I mean, just kind of like warring and standing against this Huge thing, warfare. knowing, knowing on the inside that he actually had the victory and that Jesus had made a way that, that he wasn't going to succumb to whatever the enemy said. Or even even what your natural mind would tell you, mm-hmm. but really just proclaiming and declaring um, the word of in, God.
1: Everything in my mind and my body told me you're 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 done, you're finished, you'll never walk again. That's how it felt. That's how it seemed. That was that was my mind's reality.
0: Right, and and if you were going just by the natural. That, that was really, I mean, that that's how it was. Mm-hmm. But the awesome thing is, remember, we're in covenant with an almighty God. And so whatever he has is ours. That means healing power right then for you was available to you. That's right. And sometimes, you know, things don't, thank God when things manifest like immediately and there's an instantaneous healing and everything. But most of the time, it's actually not that way.
1: You're going to contend for it.
0: Yes. And you're going to find out how much you actually believe the word of God, or if you just believe it for like two days or you believe it for a week or you believe it for a month. Right. Or, I mean, cause there are things that, that we have stood for actually for years yes. because there are big things. Yeah. The bigger, the thing, typically speaking, it may take longer to come to pass. Does that, does time tell you that that means it's not coming to pass? No. Mm. Time's a mountain, Right. We're going to speak to that mountain. Amen. And we're going to see the things come to pass that God has said will come to pass according to his written word and according according to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because we are in covenant with Almighty God. And that is the determination that you have to have.
1: Absolutely. That's faith in action. All the time. Got to be determined. And you have to accept God's word and accept the benefits of his word right not just understand that oh it's this is a possibility but this is mine yes we have we have these precious promises that the word of god says are ours but you have to you have to claim them and yes. you have to determine i will have this yes i won't let somebody talk me out of it i won't i won't make a decision that it's too much no, it's yours. Right. It's yours. And so you just say, no, that's that's mine. I will have it. I will walk in that. I will receive that because this is what has already been taken care of. It's already been provided for me. And so I'm not going to be stolen from in my future. I'm not going to allow my sons to be stolen from. Right. Because I won't stand up for something.
0: Right. Right. I mean, you just you just persevere through all kinds of things.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And that's where it, it will help you so much if you actually let the fire of God burn in you because you won't accomplish great things for God without the fire of God. Let me just say that.
1: That's exactly You've got to right.
0: let the fire of God burn in your life, burn out all the complacency, burn out every hindrance, burn out things that hold you back. Whether that's a mindset, whether that's a physical limitation, Mm -hmm. whether you feel like you don't have the resources or anything else, first of all, God will provide you everything. But if you're just going to sit there and go, well, I'll just wait for it to come or well, you know, make a bunch of excuses, then nothing actually will come to you things come to the person who is actually in faith there is an action to faith it's not just sitting there and thinking okay yes i know the word or whatever you're going to declare things that's how things are established the word of god tells amen. us amen you're going and to declare and decree a thing it says in job yes yeah. the, so that yes so the path will be established and the light of god's favor will shine upon it So if you're not declaring and you're not decreeing, there's no, there's no path, there's no way for God's favor to come and to establish that thing. So notice God's not doing something for us that we can do for ourselves. It's all the way has been made for us but we have got to make a choice to walk in that. We've got to make a choice that we're going to only have God's best, that we're going to persevere, that we're going to contend for what is ours, what belongs to us, because we are in covenant with Almighty God. And we're going to see things come to pass that God actually is waiting on us for to do that. Yes, a lot is. of times people are like, well, God's in control, whatever He wants. Bless God, He's already said in His Word what He wants. He's waiting on us to actually do something
1: don't be a dead dog
0: that's right move and don't sit there and accept the plan of the enemy the lie of the enemy but actually realize God is a rewarder. God desires to bless you. He desires to increase you. He desires to favor you so that you're blessed and so that future generations are blessed so that everybody in this generation around you is blessed. When you sow the word of God, like we're sowing the word of God, other people grab hold of it. There is actually no limits to it. That's right. And so you, God will use you to be such a great blessing You might say, well, I'm not a minister called into ministry. Great. That doesn't even matter. Just do whatever God has called you to do. He's given you a realm of influence, whether that you're currently working for somebody else, whether you're um, starting your own business or believing to start your own business, or whether you have a massive company, God has given you a realm of influence that will only continue to increase as you're faithful to do and to say and to walk out what God has put in your hand and put in your mouth.
1: Amen. So change your confession. Change your dead dog confession right to "I am the blessed of the Lord." Yes, I am highly favored. Yes, and I walk in the blessing of the Lord. Yes, you know as we were talking about this story with, um, in regards to Mephibosheth, I would encourage you get get onto YouTube and look up the song "Carried to the Table" by Leland. Get a box of Kleenex before you do this, okay? This is one of the most powerful songs. It is. I love this song. And I was just looking looking at the lyrics here of this song, and it said, "'Wounded and forsaken, I was shattered by the fall, broken and forgotten, feeling lost and all alone, summoned by the king into the master's courts, lifted by the Savior and cradled in his arms. I was carried to the table, seated where I don't belong.'" Carried to the table, swept away by his love. And I don't see my brokenness anymore (laughs) when I'm seated at the table of the Lord. I'm carried to the table, the table of the Lord. The second verse says, fighting thoughts of fear, wondering why he called my name. Am I good enough to share this cup? This world has left me lame. Even in my weakness, the Savior called my name. In his holy presence, I'm healed and unashamed as i'm carried to the table seated where i don't belong carried to the table swept away by his love and i don't see my brokenness anymore when i'm seated at the table of the lord i'm carried to the table the table of the lord such a powerful song i mean yes, those those amazing. words are just like <laughs> such holy ghost words right. because when you're actually in that place where god has you you don't see the broken person that you were, right. or maybe even that you still are in some aspects right. because he covers you yes. and he carries you. Mephibosheth had to be carried into yes. the presence of the king, yes. carried to the table every day, right. reminded of this is who you really are. Right. But listen, it doesn't matter what anybody else sees. This is who you really are. Yes, You're a child of the king. You're in covenant with the king. Everything that belongs to royalty is yours. Yes, Such a powerful reality that we, as, as children of God, have to remind ourselves who we are, because right. this is what the Word of God says. And I want to tell you, no matter, no matter how long you are in the, the kingdom of God or as a child of God, there's times when you have to remind yourself who you are. Yes. Because the attacks of the enemy... They are, they'll come against you. He, you know, he doesn't care who you are. He's going to, he's going to come against you, but you remind yourself, no, I'm greater than this. The greater one lives in me. That's why I'm greater than this. Not because of who I am, but greater is he. 1 John 4, 4, that's within me than he that's in the world. And I can do all things. Philippians 4, 19, through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And so we we are more than able to accomplish the things that God has has called us to do. And then when we set ourselves in alignment with others who are in the covenant also. Right. I want to tell you you cannot be defeated. So there true. is no way you can be a loser. Right. I mean I mean the the people who the people who are around us, I mean we align ourselves with winners. Yes. If you make a decision in your life, I'm just going to be a loser all my life. And you, you know, you can separate yourself from us. But if you'll join together with us, you're going to be a winner. I guarantee you that. Right. And that's what we have made a decision. We're going to align ourselves with other people who understand who they are in Christ. I'm not talking about winners just because they make a lot of money or anything like that, because we know a lot of multimillionaires and everything like that that we don't have anything to do with because in Christ, they're not winners. But the thing is, is that we know who we are in Christ, and we know others that who they know who they are in Christ. And together, there's nothing we can't accomplish. Right. 100%. And that's what God wants you to understand, who you are in Christ. And, <clears throat> and when you're seated in that place with him, recognize what is at your disposal. Mephibosheth he had all of this land given to him that was his grandfather's. And now he had people working the land. He didn't even live on the land anymore. Right. All the thing did was produce for him. He didn't have to live there. Right. He lived in the king's palace. He ate at the king's table. And so all that that other place that he owned, all that did was bring increase to his life. Right everything else was taken care of. You need to understand that in your life. Right. God will give you things that will just take care of you. Yes, You don't have to rely upon it. That's not even the realm that you live in. That's not the realm you work in. You, right. you're, seated, you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right. That's where you are. And so therefore you use that to your advantage. You recognize this is where I'm seated and this is what can be done in this place of authority. This is, this is what I'm you know what 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 i've been blessed with and so therefore i am going to i'm going to show myself for for what i am sitting in this seat right and and the, the the power of it the authority of it the favor of it the blessing of it and and you know i don't i don't have to live like i used to i don't have to look at myself like i used to now there are some people who have have positions of authority and and everything but they still have such a low estimate of themselves because they don't understand all the investment of Jesus Christ inside of him. Right. And and in you, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right. And that's not that that, that word glory, it's transformational power. That is what's in you. And yet some people they just putter around in life. Like there's no power and everything like that. You minimalize everything that God did for you through Jesus Christ. You you annul the covenant, right? Because of your unbelief,
0: right? That's
1: that's totally true. They
0: actually don't ally ally or align themselves with the Word of God. Instead, they do with with their own natural limitations or the circumstances that life has brought them.
1: Yeah. And they they take themselves out, and and then and, and you wonder why 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 are people looking at you like that when people should be seeing how you operate because you understand your covenant, and they should look and go like whoa that is so cool right but instead they realize you don't even know what you're doing you don't you you gonna have a clue we were driving here today, and uh, and I was I was driving driving my Range Rover up and and I was right behind a brand spanking new Chevrolet Corvette Z06. It was beautiful. It was. I just loved those cars. Convertible one. Yeah. Convertible, top-down and everything like that. Brand new. Still had the paper tag on it and everything. And and so the crazy thing is, is that this person driving it was like, I mean, under the speed limit.
0: Oh, totally.
1: And it was so, it was frustrating me because I couldn't get around. And they were in the passing lane. (laughs) And so I was just like... (laughs) I was getting so irritated. I was like, why do you have a Z06? You do not deserve a Z06. Trade me cars. Better yet, let me just buy you a Toyota Prius because that's how you're driving right now. I you, actually
0: thought she must have been doing a test drive or something like, like, you know, from the dealership. My wife
1: was driving her Mercedes. And so I'm and, like,
0: what is this, this person car. doing?
1: And it was, yeah, I was just, and so I was waiting. Finally a light came up and I was waiting for this person to pull up next to me and I was going to offer to buy them a Prius if they would just give me the Z06. <laughs> and um, because I was like why do you have something that you don't exercise the power of? Right. And you I mean at least drive the speed limit. Yeah, but it's
0: as if you don't know
1: you don't know what, what you're doing. Yeah. And so then people look at you weird. And they and and they should because you right. are I mean people understand who you are, a child of the king. You Amen. operate in royal power. Don't listen yes. to the religious eggheads. They are wrong. They're the ones trying to tell you. They're like the ones who make the speed limit signs in the state of Tennessee. Hey, Amen. You <laughs> know, on this on this highway that you should be able to do 80, month, you're having to do 45. Yeah, and ridiculous. and it's, I mean, t- it's just like so frustrating. I can walk <laughs> faster than this. And so, you have to understand who you are in Christ and begin to move with speed, move yes. in power. Yes. That's what God has created you to do. That's right. who you actually are.
0: Right. That's who you really are. And knowing what you have on the inside of you, the power that you have to, to do what God has called you to do, the power that you have to be a blessing, that the fire of God burns in you, that there are no limits.
1: That's exactly right. No limits. There's no limits. If you have a, if you have a Z06 that you'd like to donate to the cause, just let me know at pastor Todd at rtcc.life. Or if you're wanting to send an application in for Alan Belcher and you are an eligible female, that's from our last podcast, you can send it to that same address. We're taking all kinds of things at that address.
0: We're gonna be all things to all people.
1: That's right. A possessor of all things. Because that's what our father was. That's Amen. It. We're Abraham, in Abraham, Abraham was the possessor of all things. Yes. Because of covenant. That's right. Because of covenant. That's Hallelujah. Right. Amen. Amen. So anyway, I think that's I, we've got a whole lot more we could say, but we're going to we're going to just cut it off right here. And we thank you for joining us in the last day's podcast here all the way from Johnson City, Tennessee.
0: Have a a most amazing day.
1: We love you. Please share this and subscribe. God bless you. Yes, love you. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.